there is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hi, and thanks for joining me. I'm Tyler Cole, FreightWaves host of the show Net Zero Carbon. And this morning, I'm joined by Brad Benbow, Business Growth Investments at RDI Group. Brad, how are you doing? Doing well, Tyler. Thanks. How are you? We're excited to have you, and we're excited to learn more and share with our listeners about what RDA is doing around sustainability. You know, it's always fun to have shippers on, and it's it's really important that we bring on shippers who are focused on this with the highest level of integrity. And RDA is doing that. You know, it's a global firm. I'll let you tell us a little bit more, but you guys have some of the highest ratings from ESG scores and procurement groups and, and advocacy groups about what you're doing for sustainability initiatives as a company. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and maybe how you focus on on that for RDA? Yeah, absolutely, Tyler. Um, you know, when, when, when you think about sustainability and how it integrates with an RDA, it, it is a fundamental part of our business. You know, at the very top of our organization, you're going to hear about how social sustainability, for example, is intertwined with our business strategy. You know, we we are very focused on not only uh, looking at the environmental impact, but also the social impact. And RDA has made a significant investment into what we call STEM. Uh, basically, it's a learning uh, program where we go into schools and in our local communities uh, by our plan to invest money in science and technology, engineering and mathematics uh, to give these students tools in order to help them have uh, you know more opportunities down the road, and then on the environmental side, obviously we're we're looking at always uh, you know how we how can we how from a manufacturing perspective how can we focus on reducing our emissions? You know we looked at um, you know several things, lightweighting bottles, which we're very well known for. We, we're looking at you know on the glass side furnace of the future. You know our, our chief sustainability officer John Sadler talks about that a lot, and it's just fundamental. Uh, you know that's the best way to put it for us, uh, Tyler, and and you know. How it incorporates with me uh, when we're when we're working on projects, you know, essentially we look at lead certifications, we look at you know Energy Star. How can we meet these expectations as an organization? And it's just one of the things we're focused on more than anything. Thanks, Brad. And that's an important thing to remember: is this is not just we're a transport organization here. We like to focus on that, but this is an economy-wide, company-wide, corporate-wide initiative. When we think about net zero, we know in sectors like yours hard to abate things like furnace and, and you know, steel making and other industries have their own challenges. But when we talk about transport, you guys mentioned in your sustainability report, you know, a focus on low carbon transport and sustainable sourcing. Tell me a little bit about, especially with your background as the transport director, you know, how do you focus on reducing waste in, you know, the freight value chain for RDA? Yeah. So I think what that really comes into play with partnering with people that are, that are really, uh, really good, Tyler, and, and have a focus on, on reducing carbon footprint. And, uh, for us, you know, for an example, we partner with folks like Convoy. Uh, and in this instance, you know, we've, we've worked with them several times in the past, uh, on programs, you know, one of which is called Convoy Go. This essentially set up a program for us to reduce our empty miles, you know, from the origin point of where our plant was located. We would send our product to a forward warehouse. That truck would then be assigned another load not associated with RDA, and it would keep it in this loop, and it just essentially eliminated all empty miles and idle time for that for that truck driver. And you know, incorporating those type of programs for us has been crucial. And uh, you know, Convoy, I know, is rolling out a you know hashtag no empty miles here at F3 uh, this week, and it's just been incredible to partner with someone like that to really give us the ability to you know, focus on what we need to focus on as a shipper and knowing that we're partnering with people who have our back and can help us grow on the transport side as well. That's awesome. And we're excited to watch that initiative launch and grow and scale and see how we can reduce empty miles. 
you know, a lot of this, you know, some people might call it rebranding because empty miles have been the enemy for a long time. But previously, a lot of times they were really the enemy for cost concerns. Mm. Now that we're trying to internalize emissions as, as a lever that we can pull as supply chain professionals, you know, it's really more important that we add that extra value to reducing those emissions and get other people to the table. So in that vein, what can shippers in the industry do as a whole to try and further a lot of these sustainability causes like reducing empty miles? Yeah, it's a great question, Tyler. I think from my perspective and what's worked well for, for me in the past, uh, you know, prior to this business growth investments role, I was uh, a manager for sourcing uh, at Arda for the Americas for two, two and a half years. And one thing we really focused on was just strategy. You need to, you need to intertwine this uh, sustainability, sustainability into your transportation strategy. It is, it is incredibly important from the onset to have that in your strategy and, and understand how you're going to incorporate your carriers, uh, which lanes they're on, the regions they're operating in, and then being able to, you know, batch shipments. For example, we do that. Convoy does that. A lot of other uh, shippers and brokers do that. However, that's incredibly important. The longer you can keep a, a driver in your system that is close to where they're dropping off is incredible because then then they're then they're batched out for call it a week, call it two weeks, and uh, not only are they going to be able to earn more revenue, their service is most likely going to be better because of how you're able to incorporate them and treat them while they're in your network. And and for us, that what we saw for the two and a half years was just incredible. The 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 reactions that we got from the trucking companies, the drivers themselves, um, you know, our end customer. It was fantastic, and it's one of the one of the best things that I was able to be involved with was actually getting that on the onset. And I, anyway, I can't stress it enough about how important it is to incorporate that into your entire supply chain stra- entire supply chain strategy from the onset, because then it just gets intertwined into who you are as an organization. Definitely, that's great advice, and it helps to have you know C-suite level interest and and pushing that value downstream and and really educating your workforce on how to incorporate those things is also important. I think another aspect I'd love for you to touch on, since you sit so uniquely in the supply chain as a provider of raw materials and packaging, is working with customers and bringing suppliers to the table to optimize the supply chain, right? So we're thinking about if you're sending packaging in, we really got to make sure that we've got got something coming out for that truck in order to reduce waste. So how do you get those parties to the table? Is that you know quarterly sourcing events or what's the practical application for shippers to work with their customers on that? Yeah. Uh, so what we would have is uh, quarterly business reviews and, you know, it might not always be quarterly. As you guys know, things get pretty wild and, and uh, can, times can fly by and you miss a quarter, you know, in the snap of a finger. But we, in the past, we've had a really good relationship with our commercial team, uh, you know, at least uh, at Arda, for example, you know, in, in my sourcing role, uh, we would meet with the commercial team. We would, you know, have a seat at the table at those quarterly business reviews. And we would talk about, you know, what can we do to use our carriers uh, on your side, right? So if our carriers are getting empty, for example, at a, at a um, glass filler uh, or, a, or a metal packaging filler, you know, what does your guys' outbound look like? You know, so it's a form of blockchain, Tyler, but, it, you know, it's not actually, you know, that and that fully. But, you know, it's, it's a little bit of us, you know, saying, hey, where can we match up and where can we collaborate and have, the, you know, a teamwork aspect of a, of a shipper-customer relationship? And I think that can happen across the board. And, you know, it just really takes people committing to sitting down and and although it might not be the most uh, cost efficient, you know, that that it, the the economical impact of sustainability certainly has to be addressed. And you know, we need to continue to innovate to where we can get it to where this is just you know not an issue economically, but you know, getting getting uh, people to the table that have a common interest, I think, is 
is really the biggest factor here uh, to, to ensure that this is sustainable, right? I mean, we have to ensure that sustainability in our supply chain is sustainable itself. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't overextend ourselves. And once we have a normalized culture of thinking that way, it's just going to infect in a good way the rest of the, the operations and how people pursue new ways of doing things and working together and collaborating. So I appreciate your insight in that. Any last words you'd care to leave our team with around what's next for Ardod? Do you guys have any initiatives beyond? Um, I know you're out at a conference right now looking at some new capital projects, but within the transport sector, what should we be looking for on the horizon? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it is, you know, who we're partnering with and, and, and what we're trying to do from the transport side, Tyler. I mean, we're going to continue to work with Convoy, uh, see where we can integrate our our operations with theirs, uh, you know, other other uh, other uh, carriers and what be it an asset or a broker. And, you know, how can we best uh, how can we best position ourselves to ensure that we're maximizing our partners capabilities as well? Uh, because a lot of people bring very fundamental ideas that can help us reduce our carbon footprint uh, on the transport side. And we got to be open to hearing those. And I think that's uh, one of the biggest factors for us is, you know, us being good at what we're good at and focusing on you know, manufacturing cans and manufacturing bottles, but also working with supply chain experts to understand how can we better align ourselves from a transport uh, side to reduce our carbon footprint, reduce our empty miles, uh, and, you know, continue to, to drive less idle time, you know, appointment times, et cetera. Um, so to help just, you know, provide the best uh, solution we can from a transport sector uh, on the Ardal side. I love that. Clear eyes, no empty miles, can't lose. That's right. Let's do it. Let's watch the scale, man. <laughs> we really appreciate your time. And we we wish you and the whole RDOT team the most success at achieving these ambitious goals you guys have lined out. So we look forward to having you back on the show and following up uh, on a podcast episode later in the year and see what's going on. Absolutely. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate you guys and Freightways for having us. Likewise.